Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1057, air date May 11th, 2022. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. As promised, today we're going to uh, finish up uh, an important part of the trip I did in India, which was actually to visit one of the um, uh, palm tree. Uh, uh, I don't even want to say it's a plantation, but a family. And this is what happens uh, throughout South India. Individual small families are the ones who actually farm uh, the palm tree and uh, make it a sustainable crop. So I want to uh, walk through that. So today's talk is actually the power of the uh, the palm tree and the ind indigenous people of India. So this is um, going to really be actual video shots that I took um, right next to right in my village when I went there. So I'm going to quickly review uh, where I went, um, the people I met, the family that I met, and really talk about one of the fruits that comes out of the one of the products, and you're going to see it like this, but it's actually uh, this is uh, uh, literally molded into a small coconut shell. You can notice it's very very dark, but this is called karupati, K-A-R-U-P-A-T-T-I, but it's a product of the palm tree. It's sugar, but it's um, uh, the glycemic index of this is, and I'll talk more about it, this is around 40. Spaghetti is uh, 41. Um, glucose is 100. The higher the glycemic index, that's not really good for diabetics. But anyway, we're going to talk about that. But let me just jump right into it. So um, you can see in this picture, we have a guy climbing these palm trees. So we're going to discuss what are these palm trees. But just to quickly review, um, uh, for the last uh, couple of months, I was in India. And by the way, just to let people know where India is, just quickly, geography. Uh, it's in between sort of Arabia and over here and the Philippines and um, Australia is down here. But the red dot represents where I actually went. Um, this is the state of Tamil Nadu. Chennai is um, essentially the big city there. And way down deep south, south of Pondicherry, which is actually a French, former French colony, Madurai, which is some of the greatest temples are there, 3,000-year-old temples. Uh, there's a small village called Muhawur right there. And that's what I went. And yesterday I talked about going there back to my village. And actually, I think I played a quick video of what places there look like. I Sorry. And the fact that I went when I went to my village, we actually, there's a big news exclusive uh, that I came. Uh, but the important thing is when I went to the school, which I actually contributed to building in the small village before the kids were out, in the actual, um, you know, under mango trees without any building or anything, but we built the school, but um, they were very happy to see me. And, uh, and this was carried uh, to about 60 million people across South India. But the main thing was I had announced to these uh, at this event that I was going to be um, providing all the kids, 1500 kids, uh, access to the foundations of systems course. So I want, you know, uh, you can't hear the sound, um, because and it's also in a different language, so just to not um, waste your time on that. But um, we have the foundations of systems course, 
which uh, everyone who's an adult, we've made it very, very accessible to uh, everyone to take. I encourage you to all take it, but it's a course that really takes a systems approach to understanding everything around you. And it's really, uh, in my view, the way that we go beyond the left and right, uh, we go beyond um, black and white and really understand how to think, okay? So you can go to vashiva.com slash join. But the other thing I also have announced is that there's a book, the System and Revolution book, which all of you can get for absolutely free. And um, one of the things we've done is um, at the at the event, we also announced that the entire course is going to be um, adults get a $2,500 scholarship, but the kids get it absolutely for free. So any one of you who takes a course can give it to anyone. But let me let me jump right in and talk about, share with you some more scenes here. So this was after we finished up at the school. The next day we went morning to uh, visit the palm, tr palm tree palm trees, uh, where people work, where individual families work. And as you can see here, um, this is a road. Um, you have to go deep into the village. And um, to actually go visit these people, my cousin had uh, made it possible. He set up time um, letting these people know that we were coming. But you can see the gorgeous scenery here. And this is what I grew up around. Uh, those are rice uh, field workers working out in the fields. And in the distance, you can see the palm trees over there on the far upper right. Um, so we went out there. And to give you an idea, here's another scene of those palm trees as we were getting close. These palm trees are really high, okay? Um, very thin. And these palm tree workers actually, as you'll see, climb up these palm trees. Each day, they climb up around 300 of them um, to actually uh, get the sap uh, or the juice of the stem of the palm tree. And I'll, I'll walk you through that. On the way over, you'll see, uh, we saw uh, people being uh, bussed into go work the fields. And you can see these people are not young people. They're 60, 70, 80 years old, and they still work out in the field. So this was as we were driving over there. So these are this is a palm tree. One of the important things I wanna let you know is the South Indian state of Tamil Nadu, T-A-M-I-L is a language. By the way, Tamil is the oldest language on the planet, spoken as well as written language. Um, plus, Nadu, N-A-D-U in Tamil means um, nation. Um, many, many words in the English language actually come from Tamil. There's been, frankly, a lot of racism. People think all words come from Latin and Greek. I can go through a whole bunch of words. Uh, they're actually much older that come from uh, Tamil. But anyway, uh, probably do a whole other video on that. But you can see that the palm tree, which is right here, and there's different kinds of palms, by the way. There's coconut palms, which is the coconut tree, but and there's two kinds of palms. There's a date palms, and then there's a palmera palm, which produces these fruit that you're gonna see are about yay big, um, and they they're about uh, they they hang on um, stems. They're they, they're purple fruit, and it's a very different kind of tree, and that produces. Um, uh, uh, you know, the palm fruit. So let, let's walk through this. By the way, so when we, by the way, in order to go there, you have to walk through the woods and you can see us on the left, my cousin leading us. And um, where we are in South India, there's lots of cobras here. I'm not talking about small cobras. I'm talking about king cobras. And Michelle was walking around and she really um, didn't have that sensibility. So I had to keep yelling at her, be careful. You have to walk on these pads. And anyway, we came across this family. She's a, uh, the wife, and they live in these 
small huts where they live uh, during the month of January and June, the six months is when they have to uh, really farm the palm tree. Sorry, it's a little bit rotated. And then here is the family on the right. This is a wife. Uh, that's a husband. He's about 60 years old, and that's a son. Um, the husband is 60, and you'll see he still climbs these palm trees. And the uh, son, uh, and th there's a palm tree. You can see they're pretty tall. Um, the son was telling me that he actually went to school for engineering, but he didn't want to do engineering. He actually works, likes working out in the fields. And you can see uh, the father is ripped. I mean, I'm talking about uh, everyone goes out to work out. But if you see uh, this gentleman, let me stop it right there. He's by no means a slouch. And he was saying that his father, who's 90, still climbs the palm trees, still alive. His great grand, uh, so his grandfather uh, just passed away at 118, and up until 102, he used to climb. Okay, so for those of us who go work out, if you look at this guy, he's just ripped, lean, um, and just strong. Okay, so anyway, that's just a side note. But anyway, over here you can see him actually climbing uh, down the palm tree, and he does this, and you notice. Uh, on his side, he's got the stick, which contains um, a, a rock, the, the, the stone of a rock that's used to sharpen the blade that he uses, the sickle that he uses. But um, And then inside, he, you notice he's carrying this um, pot. The pot is what is used to collect the palm uh, juice. Okay, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. Okay, now this is another scene on the left where you can see uh, there are these pots that are hanging to collect the sap from the fronds, not the fronds, but from the edge of the fruit of the palm tree. And so he's going up there, he's collecting, there he just got a pot, and he pours that pot into the uh, other pot that he carries up and down. And they do this 300 times a day, okay? And, and then he brings it down, and then here's another, and there he's still getting it. And it's a pretty... Uh, tough work. And by the way, there's sometimes vipers and cobras, which are up there. So if he goes up there, he's got to kill those and also get it. Okay. So this is no, uh, it's very dangerous, but they don't, it, it's very easy for them to do. They've been doing this all their lives. Um, and over here, he's another shot that you can see of the, it's a little close up view, but there's three pots typically to each palm tree that they go and mine, um, uh, 300 times per day. So 900 pots that they're mining every day. Okay. Um, and then this is a fruit of the palm tree. Now this is, you notice it's very different than the coconut. Okay. And inside of that, if you can see here are these little jelly, some people call it, um, uh, uh, you know, these jelly fruits. Okay. And he's opening it up. You notice how easily he handles that sickle, right? And inside this is these three fruits that you can see, three jelly-like fruits that he's opening up. And Michelle had these and we ate them. And there you can see, and you just eat them with your hand. And I think we're going to see Michelle eat. Let's see if she eats them here. There she is. Right. So there it is. So that fruit is a jelly-like fruit. Amazing for the gut. Amazing food that people have in the morning. And there she's eating them. And you just scoop it right in there. You put your finger in and you just pop it right out. It's this is jelly-like a fruit that comes out that she's eating. The, um, and these fruits all hang on a stem. 
and the stem that you can the stem is what is uh, uh, broken uh, to collect the palm juice. So there we go. Okay, there's me eating it right here. There's a sun, etc. Now here you notice on the right here he's holding this tool. Inside of that is uh, coarse rock that he uses to essentially sharpen his blade. But you can see this guy's just ripped. Okay climbing up and down palm trees. I thought maybe we should just create an exercise routine <laughs> in, a, in a gym where you climb up palm trees, but um, it's the only thing he does, you know? And that's the stone that they use that the, the, the pieces of it are in there so he can sharpen his blade when he's up there. So they got a, they're essentially a lean, mean machine. And by the way, this is limestone that is used to edge the surface of the pot um, it's a very important point to make here. The Indian government uh, made it illegal because if when you collect this juice, it ferments very quickly and very healthy, 4.1% alcohol. So if you let it ferment and you make alcohol, you can be thrown in jail. However, if you case, if you um, uh, put uh, calcium carbonate, which is limestone in it, then it doesn't ferment. So this thing that I'm showing you here is the brush that has calcium carbonate that they put on the edge of the pot so it doesn't ferment, okay? So there's a pot that he's collecting and it's uh, it has a calcium carbonate in it, okay? So anyway, that's the sort of the uh, physics there of it or the chemistry of it. Okay, this is the juice that's collected, okay? And they collect this from 300 trees and from 900 pots every day. So this is the juice that's collected. And you can see it's frothy because it's already, um, it has a certain amount of fermentation. Phenomenal taste. I mean, it should be, I mean, it's just pretty amazing, okay? Uh, I can't describe the taste, um, but here is, here what he's doing is he wanted us to taste it. So he's literally, look how the handy craftsman, he literally takes a palm frond and you're going to see what he does. He's making us a, in within seconds, he's making us a, uh, a, a bowl, okay, for us to drink out of, and then Michelle will drink out of it. You see how he's doing this? No tools but his hand, okay? And he makes it out of his hand. And this is the traditional way that you drink the palm juice, okay? And in that little bowl, he's going to place the palm juice so we can have some of it, okay? So he gives that to Michelle. And I think he's, yeah, so he makes another one here for me, and there you can see he's making it. And then this is the, we went over the palm fruit here. And then what's poured in there is, let me show you here on the next video, um, Michelle, you'll see is drinking it and she really loved this, okay? There's the juice. And she was basically saying, we don't have this, she's saying the taste is just, the taste is like a whole rainbow of taste. You initially feel a taste and another taste, and she just loved it. It's like we should be. This was an indigenous food that's been made illegal. Okay. The drink, unless you put calcium carbonate. Amazing health, 4.1% alcohol. And what's really, in, in many ways, unfortunate is the Indian government lets you import in scotch and all sorts of very hard liquors, which have 60, 80% alcohol. But this is actually a food that they do not allow to be imported. Okay. Um, so they should export that. Yeah, they should export that. Exactly. So John was saying. 
So anyway, so that's that. Now, here, the juice that's made, the woman here, she literally, if you notice, let me go back here. She makes it in this vat, which is in her shed. And by the way, she explained to us, the entire shed is made from the palm tree. The, the, the timber, the, the fronds, uh, everything here in her shed is made from the palm tree, okay? And, sh and, and um, she's, again, pouring all of that in here. All that liquid is being poured in into here, you know, gallons and gallons of it. And she does, so her husband and her son are out there getting the juice. She basically puts it in here and, th and then she, and, and there, oops, let me go back. Sorry about that. Um, you can see when this liquid, oops, when this liquid, oops, I'm sorry about this. Let me go here. Uh, go back. Okay. Go back a little bit. Yeah. So when this liquid hardens, that is the palm. That is the, um, that is the hardened product of the juice. Okay. If you, you cook it slowly for hours, uh, she said about, uh, three hours and it hardens into this palm, um, fruit that, uh, not this palm fruit, but the, and then she puts it in these, again, they get the coconut, right? So everything is sustainable here. The entire house is sustainable and that's where it's molded to make, uh, that thing I just showed you here, sugar, right? right? The, the sugar. And I can show you in the video. So we brought a bunch of them back. Um, so here we go. So this is, this is a sugar. This sugar is, is so rich in minerals, it's not jaggery. So this is, jaggery typically comes from, someone said, from the sugar cane. And then they add brown crap into it to make it look like this. This is the original stuff. Jaggery, if you go to the Indian stores and you buy it, it's, that comes from sugar cane, which is a very high glycemic index. Brown sugar is up to 81, okay? This is 40 glycemic index below spaghetti, okay? Which means, and it's mineral rich. You can add this to your tea, your coffee, uh, et cetera. Now, when she was making it, she said, you know, if you have ginger and other herbs, you can put it into it. So uh, we are, uh, so one of the projects we're doing at Cytosol is actually analyzing this. I mean, and what's interesting about the palm trees, the roots of the palm tree are literally like straws. They literally soak up all the minerals. You know, you get the fruit, you get the wood, you get the um, burlap that you can make of it. And I'll show you some pictures of that, but um, let me play some more of this. But she basically, you know, makes all of this and she gave us a bunch of them. They sell this for 250 rupees per kilo. So 250 rupees per kilo is what they sell this for. And um, yeah, so the, the issue is how much is that in U.S. dollar? So there's Michelle holding that right from the hut. OK, so 250 rupees per kilo. You get 12 of these. 250 rupees is about three dollars. OK, 75 to 75 rupees to one dollar. And you have 12 of these in about a kilo. OK, so this what is 12 divided into three dollars, John? Twelve four. Huh? Well, if you divide 300 cents by 12, what do you get? You get about uh, 30, 30 cents, okay? 25 cents. So one of these is 25 cents. That's what they sell. And then they ship it. And then someone takes it, a distributor, and then they put it up on Amazon. Then Amazon takes their charges. Mm -hmm. So by the time it comes to you, this is probably 10 times more. 
So one of the things we are thinking of, yeah, someone said the minerals and worth way more than that. So we're thinking of creating a way, and all of you may, or may be interested to directly going right from the hut of these families right to you. And maybe even embedding some other stuff in here. So this becomes a, a, a direct food, a functional food. That's what it is. This is an amazing functional food. Anyway, these people make it get paid nothing for it. These people get paid, do the work, are in great shape, are completely sustainable. Meanwhile, the liberal elites running around in the United States at Harvard talk about, oh, yeah, we need to create sustainable economies. And meanwhile, uh, they advise these governments, but they do not talk about the palm tree and what it's doing. And basically, there's only in that one village, there's only about 100 people left to do this in that one village. There used to be close to uh, 2,000 people. Because, by the way, to give you a personal insight, the caste that I come from, the untouchable caste, for years, this was the only job that I or my family was supposed to do. So my being here on the video and my family getting educated was quite extraordinary because they've made it a, a curse if you do this. So a lot of these people don't even do this anymore and they e either end up destitute or doing some even other ridiculous jobs. When you think about what this uh, process is, it produces, and this is just one product that it produces. It produces the fruit, it produces, uh, and I'm gonna show you other things it makes. But these people are literally being put out of work. Meanwhile, the elites talk about sustainability, okay? And this sustainable product, uh, Jeff Bezos probably makes 10 times more on it, okay? And then he gives, and then he supports sustainability, which is basically to do supposedly carbon neutral stuff. Anyway, we'll talk more about this. But uh, so there's a palm. Uh, oh, let me bring it back here. There's Michelle holding that. Let me bring it back. Uh, go back to this, sorry. But you can see Michelle's enjoying it. I can't tell you how tasty this is. And it has, it doesn't even taste like sugar. Okay, it's just phenomenal, the taste. And very few people in the United States have ever tasted anything like this. And the version that you see is an adulterated version of this. There's a woman, you know, 60 years old on her knees uh, making this. Okay. And Michelle just loved the taste. Um, and uh, we brought some back and we want to create a, a supply chain that we could bring it for all of you. Okay. Now there's other products. As I mentioned, this is an incredibly sustainable uh, tree. If you take the individual three, remember I told you there are the three, each palm fruit has three jellies in it, okay? And if you take each of those jellies and you let it dry and you plant it, it creates a root, okay? And then the root is like a tuber that you can eat. Phenomenal for health, okay? And so the tuber is made here. Let me show you the video of that. And you literally eat this tuber which is just, just so phenomenal for health. That, so that's one product. The other thing is they make the burlap cloth here, okay? Right here from the palm fronds. And these are actually used in case to make the packaging that's sent, okay? Um, and then over here is uh, when we left the family all, you know, reintroduce themselves, okay? So that's the son. Um, and this is the second the other son, and he ended up becoming a police officer because he didn't want to do this. And you can notice a difference in his physique, okay? He's a little bit chubbier, right? Uh, where is he? There he is, okay? But, but, but this is the father and the son and the mother and the people over there. Let me see if there's anything else here. There you go, okay? 
So let me, uh, if there's any questions, people, we can take. So fundamentally, I wanted to share this with you. Um, obviously, it's, it's not um, the story I'm sharing with you. Mainstream media won't carry. Uh, they're not going to talk about it because we're not creating some crazy dialectic about, you know, left versus right or black and white. But the reality is what I just shared with you is a complete system. The palm tree is a complete, complex system. The way this family works with nature is a complex system. The fact that they're healthy, uh, they take everything that they do, they're not hurting anyone. They live completely, truly um, one with nature, physically, the, the product that they make. And what's unfortunate is Tamil Nadu, which is that state, the tree of that state is a palm tree. The main product is that juice, which should be fermented, which was called toddy, T-O-D-D-Y, by the British, 4.1% alcohol. That alcohol is phenomenal. That's been outlawed. But the Tamil Nadu government allows every other kind of liquor to come in, which is 80, 90, 60, 40, 50% alcohol, which is really most of it makes alcoholics out of these people because they can't do their job. Sound familiar? Very much like the Native American Indian. So they stop people from doing a very good alcoholic beverage. Then people become alcoholics and have a lot of um, on a personal note, I have probably a number of people in my own family in that village who become alcoholics, okay? And they just, it's unfortunate. So in my whole family, you can see some people got educated, uh, like my parents, and but majority of them are very destitute, very poor, and like the American, Native Americans, alcoholics, or they really have no other way of making any money. But you can see, if we're allowed to let this um, actually prosper, it's a very, very sustainable crop and it can uh, be of value in many ways. Let me take some questions if anyone has one. Um, someone says alcohol converts to sugar. That's true. Um, what's interesting is this is a fermented product, okay? And we know fermented foods are phenomenal for your entire microbiome in the gut. And so in the morning, typically they have lots of B vitamins. People drink that and then head to work. So it's not like they're getting drunk going to work. Okay. They're actually eating a very powerful food. What is the reasoning for outlawing the alcohol? Jill Jones says, so let me put Jill's question up. Good question, Jill. It's a great question. Well, um, you know, you're asking a very fundamental question and we should probably, um, you know, when the British came to India, when the British came to India, Indians, I mean, there's a reason Christopher Columbus wanted to go to India or the Europeans did because India was really known as a jewel of the world. It was producing massive amount of spices and foods, uh, et cetera, but, um, and textiles. And the Indian people used to produce incredible textiles in a place called Coimbatore. It was no, it's funny, they called it the Manchester of England when Manchester didn't even exist at the time. That's what they rebranded it. But when, the, when British colonialism came, they stopped the Indian production of a lot of goods, in fact, started taxing it and moved that manufacturing to England. So in the case of textiles, they stopped the indigenous production of textiles, taxed it at 80%, moved all the mills to Manchester. And then when they made goods there, they taxed the import of it back to India at 80%. So they charged Indians more for buying textiles. So... It's all money. Follow the money. So here's an amazing alcohol that's used by the indigenous people. It helps them. It heals them. So they cut that off and then they imported in much harsher alcohol, which the Indian people had to buy. 
So that's why they did it. It was really for money. Uh, someone says, uh, kombucha is fermented. And as alcohol, I have a shot of it every morning. Yeah, there you go, right? So every, by the way, what's interesting is there was some very interesting research done on why people live long. All the oldest people, and they found three reasons. Number one reason was the reason that people live long was um, that they had community, friendship, like this family working together. The second reason was every one of these cultures always drank a locally made fermented drink, alcoholic drink. Let me repeat that. A locally made fermented drink. So in Japan, it was, let's say, sake, or in other places, it was kombucha. In India, it was the toddy. And that was extremely healthy. And the third reason was people um, actually had some type of physical activity that they did. But first was community. Second was an alcoholic drink, fermented drink. So what we've done is we've created a very hybridized, refined version of that alcoholic drink, which we call alcohol at the liquor stores. And you have to go pay an exorbitant fee and the government takes taxes on it. But they destroyed the actually indigenous version. By the way, this is also true of cannabis. The original cannabis, people did not, the version we have today is highly hybridized. It is not healthy. Um, you know, the THC content is ridiculous in it. Uh, for those people of schizophrenia, et cetera, accentuates it. So it's almost like the establishment takes something that's good. They highly process it and refine it and make it unhealthy for people. So that's what's happened, frankly, with alcohol. But fermented drinks locally made or i mean even in in the uh, i'm sure there were fermented drinks that the native americans had every italian family in the old days used to make their own local version of alcohol you had mead right the vikings made right from uh but it's a locally fermented drinks because when they're locally fermented they have a much higher content of uh, all different kinds of very healthy bacteria and god knows what happens by the time they're refined um, it, uh, someone said, uh, in my village, we made a fermented drink from sorghum and banana juice. Yep. Um, there you go. Okay. Uh, Shanti says, hi, Shanti, hi, Shanti here. One of your contributors caught you in Boston quite a while back. Okay, great. Nice to have you. Um, there you go. If there's, yeah, Africans made fermented drinks too, right? Um, so there's been, uh, every culture made these fermented drinks. Anyway, uh, for those of you who are interested, uh, please um, note that we want to, uh, as we, as our movement grows, we want to teach people about these si from a systems approach. So what I just shared with you in closing is the palm tree, how people make it in a very integrated way. Uh, when you do stuff in a systems approach, you actually get products that are very healthy, unrefined, wild, and very um, valuable for the human body. When you reduce it, refine it, you get white sugar, glycemic index of 100, and destroys our health, et cetera. By the way, the human body only has one receptor for the taste of sweet, but close to 25 receptors for the bitter taste. This isn't really that sweet, okay? So, uh Someone said, please watch 2,000 Mules. Yep. So anyway, I've heard about that movie. Uh, I wish Dinesh D'Souza had covered when it was the right time what we did with our lawsuit. 
you know, he's making probably good money now covering making 20,000 meals now. Um, but he is not addressing the real fundamental issue in it. So good movie, let him do it. But he knew what we were doing in our lawsuit for a year, right, John? Yeah. No coverage of it at all. And at a time when things need to be done is when you should do it. So um, I've seen portions of the movie. But again, I just want to let everyone know that what's important in life is to talk about the things at the right time, not like a year later, two years later. It's valuable, but it's far more valuable if you actually look at the reality of what's going on, be it on the free speech situation, when we expose the fact that government has an unholy alliance with Twitter. That should, you know, we talked about that in 2021. None of these mainstream guys even wanted to cover it. And in fact, even now we'll do a video tomorrow on it, right? Tomorrow we'll be talking about the truth about Twitter and will Elon Musk do the real right thing? And we'll discuss that. But I want to share this with you because I think this is a timely story. Um, and I don't I haven't seen anyone else really covering what we just shared today, but I can't overemphasize our movement will always talk about the right thing at the right time, not when it's opportunistic to do it, not when it makes money for you to do it. OK. Yeah. So Jason says, yes, it's right when you do the right thing at the right time. OK. And says, I rarely receive notifications of your channel. Well, uh, we're going to be doing every day around six to seven. So keep an eye out for it. And in uh, final closing, I want to recommend to everyone, please remember that um, our movement is focused on something very, very important, which is to educate as many people on the world on the foundations of systems. So when, you, when you're out there talking to people, um, yeah, uh, Crystal says Dinesh has no solutions in the movie, okay? He really never has any solution, okay? It's all about... The news media just talks about problems and makes money off talking about problems. Our movement is the only movement that offers solutions, which is we need to build a bottoms up movement. It begins by people learning the foundations of systems. And we're here to solve a problem. And the fundamental problem in the world right now is that you have both wings of the establishment, which have the entire working people fighting. They don't want working people uniting. So on the election fraud issue, they one side denies it and the other side makes videos and movies and makes money off of it or uh, talks about crazy problems, you know, or they hype it up. They don't want to talk about the fundamental issues and solutions. Our movement, Truth, Freedom, and Health is the only movement on this planet which goes down to the root of the problem, wants to teach people how to think with the foundations of systems. And more recently, I just want to let everyone know, we want to make this accessible. So if you're an adult out there, this is a $2,600 course, which we made accessible to everyone for $100. So no one can complain. You know, we want to take people's money, et cetera. It's highly accessible. And when you take the course, you can make it accessible to every child at no cost. And the book is absolutely free. But the only way out of this way that the establishment always has us fighting or making up bogus solutions, talking about sustainability when really not talking about it is by pitting each other. And the only way out of it is for people to take a systems approach. That's the only way. You got to start from a systems approach, understand the dynamics of systems, and then go beyond left and right to unite working people. That's what our movement's about. And it demands that every one of you become leaders and agents of change. It's not about me uh, just 
proselytizing something, but each one of you learning this knowledge and then becoming agents of change by one of the important areas is we want to go to young people who are getting indoctrinated in college, but if they're below 18, there's still an opportunity where they can learn the foundations of systems, a course that they may never get in their lifetime. So let's help our children and each one of your adults take the course, and then you can be a philanthropist and offer the course to as many kids as you want. You want to offer it to a million kids? Free. Give it to them. But that's how we change the world. It is through the mind. That's how my parents made it out of those villages. Um, that's how we smash the caste system. That's how we really fight inequality, or that's how we fight real racism. That's how we bring the world together by understanding the nature of all systems. So I hope this was uh, valuable, but uh, I, I say to everyone, get off your butt, um, go online, take advantage of this and, and learn this course because you're going to need it. And then you yourself become a philanthropist and offer this to children. Thank you very much. Be well. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow's talk is going to be on the truth about Twitter. And will Elon Musk do the real right thing? Or is he about just using this to make some more money? We'll find out. I'll talk about that tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.